Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to Fearful. The podcast that takes you on a thrilling journey through the world of mysteries, paranormal phenomena, and all things terrifying. We will explore eerie tales of haunted places, unsolved crime, inexplicable events, and supernatural encounters. So embrace the fear and unravel the mysteries that lie beyond. My name is Jacko, and this is Fearful. Freak. It is a word I am rather used to by now, for I live in between the land of the living and the land of the dead. There are individuals out there who can sympathize with me, but instead are not in my situation, but rather among the living. Historically, carnivals and circuses have exploited many of these quote-unquote Freaks, or as I prefer to say, people over the years. And while it always was someone else who benefited from the arrangement, it would often leave these individuals with emotional scars. After all, having the public gawk at you while you sat front and center on a stage with your difference or disability splayed out for everyone as a buffet to see would most certainly leave anyone with certain traumas in life. One individual we are about to speak of lived such a life and it certainly did not do him any favors. In the dim glow of carnival lights, there emerged a man unlike any other, a man by the name of Grady Franklin Stiles Jr., whose life was woven into the fabric of the extraordinary, born with a rare genetic quirk called ectrodactyly. His fingers and toes fused like claw-like appendages, rendering him unable to walk on his misshapen feet. Yet Grady defied the odds, mastering the art of movement with sheer upper body strength. With every pull he traversed the floor, a spectacle of determination and resilience. But within this seemingly unbeatable strength lurked a very dark force, a rage tempest 
that would come to define him. Ectodactyly, or split hand, as some call it, turned Grady's hand into something akin to a lobster's claw, an abnormality shared by his ancestors dating back to 1840. His grandfather, Grady F. Stiles Sr., astutely transformed his family trait into a sideshow extravaganza where Grady Jr. would take center stage at the tender age of seven years old. As, quote, Lobster Boy, he became a carnival legend, drawing crowds who marveled at his uniqueness. The carnival, a realm where the bazaar thrived, was not new to humanity. Throughout history, deformed individuals have been both revered and reviled, captivating audiences from medieval marketplaces to modern-day spectacles. Grady's life became a testament to this fascination, a captivating tale of the extraordinary hidden within the ordinary. In the carnival's peculiar lure, the Stiles family found prosperity, earning a substantial income ranging from $50,000 to $80,000 per season. Grady's presence, despite his deformity, became a beacon of curiosity, drawing in crowds eager to witness the inexplicable. Behind the facade of wonder lay a complex, a troubled soul, a man whose strength was both his salvation and his curse. Grady Franklin Stiles Jr.'s life was more than a sideshow act. It was a narrative of human fortitude, a story that echoed through the ages reminding us of our endless fascination with the extraordinary, even in the midst of the bizarre and the unsettling. In the world of carnival attractions, promoters showcased a kaleidoscope of oddities. Individuals of different races or those with disabilities found themselves thrust into the limelight, often misrepresented as exotic unknowns from distant cultures. These so-called quote-unquote undiscovered humans were the main draw, captivating audiences far and wide. During the late 19th to early 20th century, freak shows were a element of American culture. These displays, initially perceived as suitable entertainment for a middle class, were a profitable venture for showmen. Disability once exploited for profit became the focal point of these shows, captivating the public's attention. Yet, as the tides of societal perception shifted, so did the fate of the freak show changing attitude towards physical differences rooted in scientific explanation of genetic mutations or diseases led to a transformation in public sentiment. Freaks, once objects of fear and disdain, were now viewed through a lens of empathy. Legislation was enacted 
restricting the exhibition of deformed individuals for any purpose other than scientific inquiry. Michigan, for example, banned the exhibition of, quote, any deformed human being or human monstrosity, unless utilized for scientific exploration or research. Grady found himself at the heart of this spectacle before many laws were in place, an unwitting star in a show he did not choose. People flocked far and wide, their curiosities peaked, their gazes lingering on him. They pointed, whispered, and stared, transforming his existence into a spectacle, a life marked by the prying eyes of strangers. It was a harsh reality no person should ever have to endure, especially not a child trying to navigate the complexities of growing up such as Grady. Yet, life persists, relentless in its forward march. Grady, despite the odds stacked against him, matured into a man amidst the gawking crowds. His story, a blend of tragedy and resilience, echoed the unsettling yet intriguing saga of the freak show era. In the mesmerizing world of the carnival, where peculiarities were normal, Grady Styles Jr. found an unexpected love story. His heart was captured by Maria Tessera, or Mary, as some sources claim, a spirited young woman who had escaped the monotony of ordinary life to join the circus ranks as a teenager. Unlike Grady, she wasn't part of the axe. Instead, she was a dedicated staff member. Yet within the carnival chaos, love blossomed between the two, leading to a union that defied the odds. Their story unfolded against the backdrop of the carnival lights and traveling with them, even as they settled down in Gibsonton, Florida, a haven for carnival performers during the winter season. Together, Grady and Maria built a life, raising two children. Following Grady Sr.'s footsteps, they introduced their own children, born with the same ectrodactyly into the family business of freak shows. The carnival became their home, their stage, their legacy. As years passed, darkness began to creep into their once colorful existence. Their daughter, Kathy, untouched by ectodactyly and therefore the apple of her father's eye became a focal point in their shifting family dynamic. Grady, now plagued by alcoholism and consumed by a volatile temper, became a danger to those around him. His brute strength, once a source of wonder as he traversed the floor, ensuring he was mobile, now transformed him into a physical threat. Within this turmoil, Mary made a difficult choice to protect herself and her children. She left Grady and found solace in the arm of another carnival performer, Harry Glenn Newman, renowned 
as the smallest man in the world. It was a heartbreaking chapter in their carnival tale, a reminder that even within the extraordinary human frailty and heartbreak could overshadow the glittering facade of these sparkling carnival lights. As shadows deepened over Grady Siles Jr.'s life, the darkness within him found a horrifying outlet in a tragic incident that shook Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in 1978. It began with the innocence of teenage love as his daughter Donna fell for a young man whom Grady disapproved of. The events that transpired next blurred the lines between father's control and a monstrous act. Details remain muddled. It was either Grady who sought his daughter's fiancé or invited the young man into his home under the pretext of giving his blessing for the impending wedding. But whatever the case, Grady Stiles, fueled by his disdain for the young suitor, committed a heinous act. With chilling precision, he picked up a shotgun and ended the young man's life in cold blood just on the eve of his daughter's wedding. At his trial, Grady Stiles displayed a shockingly lack of remorse. He argued that prison couldn't accommodate his unique disability, a truth that the court begrudgingly had to accept. They sentenced him to 15 years of probation, releasing him back into the world that he had begun to terrorize. In the aftermath, Grady's life continued to spiral. He divorced his first wife, remarried, and had two more children. However, his temper and alcohol-fueled rages persisted, casting a menacing shadow over his new family. His second wife eventually left him as well, unable to endure the torment. Now, an unexpected twist occurred when Grady found solace in his first wife, Mary, once more. But the peace was short-lived, shattered by Grady's return to alcoholism and abuse. As the years rolled on, a sinister plot took shape within his own household. And in 1992, the very people closest to him orchestrated Grady's demise. Mary, alongside her son from a previous marriage, and a hired assailant named Chris Wyant, plotted Grady's murder. As Grady sat on the sofa, engrossed in a moment of quiet, Chris Wyant entered the room, and with unflinching determination shot him twice in the head, extinguishing the life of the lobster boy. His passing was met with eerie silence. A community that despised him showed absolutely no pity. Only a handful attended his funeral, a stark testament to the deep-rooted animosity that he sowed. The story that ended in such a macabre fashion served as a chilling reminder of the monstrous potential within even the most extraordinary lives. Freaks may be, to some, simply a freak. 
But remember, that is a person, that is a human, that is someone who can see you, who hears you, and you never know what might happen next. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. 